A binge-worthy show about Jesus? The Chosen Season 3 is here. Come and see what the buzz is about. The Chosen explores the imperfect and messy relationships of real humans following Jesus. The first six episodes are available now. Stream each new episode for free. Plus, watch exclusive content like The After Show, only in the new Chosen app. Download The Chosen app on mobile and TV streaming devices. Visit BingeJesus.com to learn more. Welcome to the Fandrax Toolshed. If you love Dynasty Leagues and Prospects, you came to the right place, because that's what this show is all about. Covering the majors and all levels of the minor leagues to give you the leg up in your Dynasty Leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Eric Cross and Chris Clegg. All right, fantasy baseball fanatics around the world, welcome to the Toolshed. This is episode 63 of the Fantrax Toolshed with Clayton Cross, powered by Fantrax and FantraxHQ.com. I'm your host, Eric Cross. This will be our first Dynasty Debate episode, which should be a blast. And with me, as usual, from Fantrax HQ, Mr. Chris Clay. Chris, what's up, bud? I'm excited to do this. Uh, rolling in here on two wheels. It's my dad's birthday, so we went to dinner a little about an hour away, but... uh Came straight here, hopped on the pod, and we're ready to go. So it's going to be a good night and fun discussion. I'm looking forward to it. And I hope that you guys like this this new kind of twist on our podcast, something that'll be shorter, be easy to listen, but hopefully it'll be something that you guys enjoy. Yeah, we're aiming for like 10, 15 minutes, which probably means like 18 to 25 <laughs> minutes, but we shall see. Uh, again, these are going to be fun, quick little debates. Sometimes it'll be two players we differ on. Sometimes we'll agree, but we'll make points for both sides. Sometimes there'll be more than two players. It'll be three or four. It just depends what, what the debate looks like. But, yeah, these should be a lot of fun. But before we get into that, the usual housekeeping, you can find us on Twitter. Chris is at RotoClegg. I'm at EricCross04. And our show is at Fantrax Toolshed. Please rate and review if you enjoy our podcast. Those reviews mean a lot. Check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Fantrax Toolshed for extra content from both of us. And, of course, check out all the other great written and audio work we have on the Fantrax HQ network, including our, our other podcast, SB Streamer, Fantasy Hockey Life, Fantasy Football Addicts, Define Fantasy Football, and Fantasy Football POV. Our very first debate, we figured why don't go right to the top of our prospect rankings, which you can find for free out there on FantraxHQ.com from both of us. Chris is being OBP-focused. So, right, let's debate the top of the fantasy prospect rankings. Currently, I have Bobby Witt Jr., number one, and Chris has Julio Rodriguez, number one. So that'll be our debate tonight. Let's get into a little bit of the uh, the tail of the tape here. Bobby Witt Jr., 6'1", 180, though I think 180 might be a little low now. Uh, bats right, throws right, was the number two overall pick in the 2019 draft currently 21 years old, and Julio Rodriguez, 6'3", 180, also I think a little low, bats right, throws right, signed back in 2017 as an international free agent for $1.75 million out of the Dominican Republic, and will turn 21 next month, so we're about six months older or so. Let's throw it over to Mr. Chris Clegg here for Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, well, I saw Julio Rodriguez in 2019, when he was with West Virginia in low A, they played here in Greenville, South Carolina, first game of the year. And he was really 
not a huge thing then. It was like Kelnick was the big thing, and Kelnick was there on that same team, Logan Gilbert pitch. It was a fun game for sure. And I remember seeing Julio Rodriguez and like, this guy is special. Like, this guy's just built different. He plays the game different. And, you know, I never, it, then I didn't imagine he would blossom into what he is now. But for me, I think he's the easy number one fantasy prospect, even though Witt's there. I mean, this is like a 1A, 1B scenario. So it's not like uh, Kelnick and, and uh, Wander debate that we've had before, like the many did before they graduated. But these guys are both really close. So I'm arguing for Rodriguez from a couple standpoints. One, I think that the hit tool safety is just there. One of the biggest things with him, I, I just think the hit tool is so incredibly good. He's he's pretty selective on his pitches. He controls the barrel extremely well. He's shown the ability to hit for average consistently and you know only getting better, as we saw this year. In low A, he hit 325 over 134 plate appearances. Then he moved to double A. And got even better. Hit 362 over 206 plate appearances there. So for the season, finished at 340 plate appearances, had a 347 batting average, 441 OBP, and a 560 slug, putting him just over that thousand mark for OPS. We saw 13 home runs, 21 stolen bases. Now this is an interesting thing, and one thing that I think is important to look at because. It's not always about speed with stealing bases. And yeah, I do think that we, we have to be cautious about minor league stolen base numbers. The thing is, though, he only stole five bases at high A where they were experimenting with all these things. He stole 16 bags in double A where all these weird pickoff rules were not being implemented and experimented with. I think that a lot of this is just a will to steal bases. And he's talked about it. He's talked about it continually that he wants to steal bags. He knows he's not the fastest out there. He's a big boy, muscular, strong as can be, ton of raw power, but he has the drive to steal bases. And I think that's really what sets him apart is that he's willing to commit to this and do that, which, you know, it's easy to think, well, he may not steal many bases. Like, yeah, I get that. But at the end of the day, if he has the drive to steal bases, I think he's going to steal plenty early on in his career. Wouldn't surprise me if he stole 15, 20 bags, you know, the first couple years of his career. Yeah, I think it probably tails off a little bit in time, but still, that's pretty encouraging. But his true calling card is the power. There's absolutely no denying the power here with Julio Rodriguez. So this season had a max exit velocity of 117.4 miles an hour. 117.4. That is, max is that, would have been is that eight. Good? Eighth highest in the major leagues this year. Okay. So pretty good. Hey, hold on. He's 20 years old and doing that. So that's insane numbers. He could like, there's probably another gear here where he could get to like John Carlos Stanton power. It wouldn't surprise me a bit if he did. I mean, Stanton hit one 121, I think this year, which was is nuts. I don't know if he'll ever do that, but hitting 117.4 at 20 years old is pretty dang special. Sure uh, his is. average. Average this year of 91 miles an hour, pretty impressive as well. I'd be top 30 in all of the major leagues. This is a special talent. Him and Witt are both special talents, and you can't go wrong with either one of them. But I just think that the safety that that Julio has in the hit tool really separates him. He's got massive power, like 40 home run power. He's got that much power. And if he's willing to steal bases, shoot, I mean, a 40-15 type? That's extremely valuable. And then you tack on the fact that the hit tool's extremely special. This is a special kind of player. 
And yeah, I know this is easy to look and say, hey, like we were talking about Kelnick this way. We were talking about other players this way. But here's what separates Julio from, from Kelnick, in my opinion, is it goes back to the, the hit tool and the pitch selection. We saw Kelnick struggle from time to time, and there was some batting average volatility. I don't really expect that with Julio. I think he's going to come up and hit right away. You know, I could be completely wrong on that, but honestly, right now, I still value Julio over Kelnick. I know it may say that's easy to do when you saw Kelnick struggles, but that's how good I think Julio is. A special talent, a dude with a drive and passion for the game that hits the ball extremely hard and just has the drive to steal bases. So he's like a fantasy stud. That's what I'm seeing here. He's my number one for that reason because of the super high ceiling, and also I think he has the high floor as well. So give me Julio Rodriguez, number one. Dynasty debates starting out. I hope I made my case well there for Julio. Let's turn it over to Eric with Bobby Witt Jr. Now, you made a, a very strong case, and that's what's hard about a debate like this is I love J-Rod too. Like Chris said, we're nitpicking here. It's like 1A and 1B in a lot of cases, um, and I don't disagree with anything Chris just said. One thing um, that I found interesting that you said about the kind of the desire and the will to steal bases, even if you might not have quite the speed to, to steal bases. No, no J-Rod does, absolutely. It's a good example of that, Albert Pujols, in his career with, with St. Louis before plantar fasciitis really set in, he averaged like eight steals a year with three years of right around, he had two years at 16, one year at 14. Even before the plantar fasciitis set in, Pujols was still pretty damn slow. Not as slow as he is as he is now, but still pretty slow, and he was still stealing bases. He's smart and had a desire to steal bases, so that's a great point there. Let me ask you a quick question, Chris, though. With the hit tool being as special as it is, which I would 100% agree on, where do you think is like a realistic range for him to settle? And like maybe like like we're like we'll use like velocity terms. Where where do you think his average will sit, and where do you think like he could realistically get to uh, at peak? Um, I think 280 is probably pretty realistic if we're looking at like a, a consistent type number and probably peak at like 300. I think that that's probably what we're looking at here. I, I'm going to, I feel confident saying that he'll have at least one season hitting 300. And I don't think people realize how special that is. So it's, it's very special. You know, 280 is still a really solid number. And I do think that that's still a high caliber fantasy asset, even if he's not a consistent 300 hitter. So 280 would be pretty, pretty dang good. I think. I think he might even be able to be a consistent 300 hitter. I think that's definitely like within, uh, within the realm possibilities too. Uh, so yeah, definitely love Julio Rodriguez. Like I said, he's my one B to my one a, which is Bobby Witt jr. Uh, 2021 was just an absolute banner year for him. Basically split the year uh, between double a and triple a in 564 total plate appearances slash 290, 361, 575, 35 doubles, 33 home runs, 29 steals, 9% walk rate, 23.2% K rate. You look at the, the numbers, like the breakdown of stats between double A AA and triple A, it's basically pretty damn equal. Uh, so performed at a very high level at both levels there. You know, for me, like, I'll start off with his tools. I have him as 55 hit, 60 game power, 60 speed. With the raw power being even higher than that, flirting with 70 grade there. You know, that power speed has always, always been there. Even back when he was a, a high schooler, even a little more scrawny than he is now. Um, and he's not scrawny anymore, but he was kind of a scrawny, you know, he was six one at the time, but a very thin six one, didn't really have like a ton of muscle at the time, even though he didn't show it when he was when he hit a baseball. 
I'll tell you that. But, you know, the power speed was always lauded. But some evaluators kind of question how good the hit tool could be. You know, and I think at this point, it's safe to say that he has answered a lot of those questions and silenced a lot of the doubters that he might have had uh, around his hit tool and approach. And, you know, obviously it's not J-Rod level. You know, I would definitely give the advantage in the hit tool department to J-Rod. I think he's a plus hitter. And I say, I think Wick can be a 55 above average, which is still very good, but definitely give the advantage to J-Rod there. He has a higher walk rate as well, lower K rate. But at the same time, Wit's 9% and 23%, that's still pretty solid on both ends there too. So uh, definitely has improved as a pure hitter while the power speed has blossomed to, I think, even higher you know, spots than maybe even we thought of when he was drafted. I don't think anybody thought he would have a 33 homer, 29 steal season uh, in 2021 as a 20-year-old. So um, definitely impressive there. And while, I, I like I said, I do give the hit to edge to Rodriguez, I think Witt makes up for that in the speed department. I definitely agree with what Chris said about where J-Rod could end up speed-wise. He could be a 15-steal guy. He could even see some seasons if he really wants to run that much and they let him run that much where he gets up to, I think, 17, 18, I think is realistic as well. But I just do wonder where he ends up settling in in terms of speed. Like I said, I think he definitely has the speed and the desire and the will and the smarts on the bases, which he has shown consistently to steal 15 to 20 bags. But I just wonder, you know, he's a middle Yoder bat, and which should be too. But I just wonder with how much Seattle is going to need J-Rod to be like one of the top hitters in the league. I wonder if they maybe hold him back just a little bit. You know, maybe maybe he's only like a 10 steal guy, which is still good. He's better than zero, obviously. Um, definitely still adds value when you look at a guy that could be a 300 hitter, 35 to 40 home runs. Adding in 10 steals, just a nice little cherry on top of that uh, Sunday. But I think Witt has a chance. Like I, I'm expecting, you know, at least early on in his career, you know, first, you know, six, seven, eight years, even even maybe longer as he gets, he gets into his prime. I'm expecting some frequent 25, 20 type seasons with maybe some 30, 30. Like 30, 30 is possible. I know that's a very lofty plateau that not many reach and if you reach that you're elite you're a fantasy stud but i think wit can be that i think he can be a first round fantasy player and that's why you know i'm gonna test my my home league mates here see how many of them are actually listening i'll give away who i'm taking with the draft pick i just traded for i just dealt wander franco in my home keeper league for brandon woodruff and the number one overall pick which i'm going to use on bobby witt jr there's a spoiler, guys. See how many of you are actually listening. But I did that because I think Wit can be just as good or better than Wander Franco in terms of fantasy here. And then we're not debating Wit and Wander. I know that. But I'm just showing like how confident I am in Bobby Wit to be that huge power speed guy from shortstop. And I know shortstop is incredibly deep. I've said that many times already this offseason, both on pods and in articles. But no matter how deep shortstop gets, outfield's always deeper. So having this type of production from shortstop, I think he can be a at least 270 hitter uh, at the major league level. I think he could have some seasons where he's in the 280s. I think that's definitely possible, uh, especially with his um, mix of quality of contact and speed. I think he's always have maybe a little higher average than the you know, the hit tool might let on. So 
Uh, I can see some 280 to 290 seasons. Uh, definitely think that's possible. And just like, just love the swing. I think the, the power, even though J Rod had, I would give the slight edge in terms of raw power to J Rod as well. I don't see there being like this massive gap in terms of their like their annual you know home run production because Witt is just so strong. His swing is so quick. He's direct to the ball, electric bat speed, strong frame. Uh, you know, creates really good torque and rotation in the swing, and he's consistently shown the ability to just drive the ball with authority to all fields. So. I don't think it's going to be more than like a five or so homer gap between these two annually. I really don't. So, you know, it didn't want to shock me, you know, if J-Rod ends up being regarded as the better real-life player when both of these guys' careers are through. But I give the slight edge to Wit and Fantasy for the speed he can bring to the table while also playing a shortstop. We're nitpicking here, as we both said, but give me Wit by hair. So that's how I go here. Any other thoughts, Chris? Nah, again, I think that both guys are – are worthy to be number one. I think we've seen Witt obviously make it a triple A and perform at a high level. It's great to see. I mean, Julio had slightly better contact rates last year, but again, you know, Witt's still going to hit for solid average. He's shown good power, which again is encouraging to me. He's continued to develop that. Uh, my one slight concern with Witt's power is the, is playing triple A at least home games in Omaha, which is a, you know, obviously the, the PCL is a, high power league but omaha also plays up pretty well for power so yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see i think wit definitely cracks the big he, he should make the roster coming out of spring training he could have last year as well but we know he didn't so it is what it is i think j-rod's up by midseason it'll be fun to watch for sure but both these guys are extreme talents gonna be fun to watch and continue to debate as we we see them obviously get back on the field again in the spring it's gonna be a fun one for sure Absolutely. Now let's let's fast forward a couple years here. Do you think let's say fast forward three to four years out? Do you think there's a chance we see both of these guys in the first round of fantasy drafts? Yeah, I think it's highly possible because Wit's power speed is there. I think that, and this may be a, a stretch. I don't know if Julio doesn't have Vlad power. I'll just say that, but. We look at what Vlad did this year. I don't think Julio does that, but the chance for a 340 home run season and you chip in some steals, like yep. that's pretty attractive. So I think that definitely gives him a chance to be in the first rounds. So yeah, both these guys certainly have a chance. And I wouldn't say that about many prospects, but but I think they both do. Absolutely. 100% agree. They're both inside my top 30 overall in my dynasty rankings, which is pretty damn special when you haven't even made your major league debut yet. So Two guys are definitely going to be two of the better fantasy players for many years to come. But that's going to wrap up this first Dynasty debate. Thank you to everyone for listening to this one. We hope you enjoy it. You can follow us on Twitter. Chris is at RotoCleg. I am at EricCross04. And check out all of our written work at Fantrax HQ or over on our Patreon. And join us again next week for more Dynasty and Prospect Talk. But until then, everyone take care. <laughs> <laughs>